I taught it to my wife, and that that wasn't that difficult. She didn't have a hard time with it, and she she enjoyed playing with me. She didn't like that I won both times. <laughs> she really she didn't quit. like. She rage quit and flipped the table. Uh, yeah, yeah. She rage quit, oh, flipped yes. the table, and then divorced me. So <laughs> I need a place to stay. You know anybody? <laughs> you always got a couch, my friend. Yay! <laughs> That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> I mean, it's the least comfortable couch in the world. That's right. But... We're not. We're not actually getting divorced, so it's probably okay. <laughs> but the least comfortable uh, couch. <laughs> did you did you like super glow a dildo to the middle of it just so that there's always something? No, that would probably make it more the... comfortable. This is really this is like <laughs> yeah, it is just the worst. It's just old as shit. Like the padding in the arms is all worn out, so it's just like leaning against wood. Ooh. It's the worst, man. Ooh, you paint, you paint a picture, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> we could sell it as a uh, as a torture device. I'm going to leave government. it on the curb one day, and it'll never It'll still leave. be there like it'll six definitely. months later. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't work. It'll, have, it'll only have grown more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> just shows up back in the house. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's just, it. just every every morning you put it out, <laughs> and every night it uh, it comes back. <laughs> oh, the couch came back the very next day. <laughs> it's like Stephen King wrote wrote writes that novel from his like uh from his like dementia nursing home. And it <laughs> was an evil couch. An evil <laughs> couch. It was filled with all this. See, the now you're making me farts. want to make this movie, <laughs> but like in the dumbest way possible. So well, like yeah, yeah. basically a horror comedy. Yeah. So taking the premise of of an of a cursed item that you can't get rid of, but it's it's a couch. To it be doesn't honest, do anything. It shows back up. I feel like this is something that we really should have pitched to Seth Rogen like twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? A horror comedy where the couch is the is possessed by the spirit of uh, the one guy that OD'd on marijuana. The one guy. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. I think it'd be funny. Sounds like a good good idea. We just yeah. got to get get in an elevator with him. Give me your two minute pitch. <laughs> just just uh just real quick tight two minute pitch. Real quick. That sucks. Got if, this like, idea. Like if you got <laughs> through the pitch, like you 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 got lucky enough to meet him. You got lucky enough to get two minutes with him. <laughs> and you pitch him. You spent like three couch. years. <laughs> yeah, you you spend like you spend like three years developing the movie like in your head and then on paper and then you're like, okay, so we got the base outline ready to go. And then <laughs> you you write down and rehearse the pitch so that on the day that maybe you meet him while you know in line for for deli meats, you can you can be like, hey, Seth Rogen, man, hey, I got this great idea for uh for for this for this fantastic movie. Uh, it's called uh, uh the deadliest couch. <laughs> the deadliest couch. I think, like, like you you get through your whole like two minute pitch, and then he just he just he just blows out a big gigantic like plume of pot smoke, and then just giggles, and then forgets who you are three minutes later. Yeah. He's just like, nah, man, <laughs> that's a stupid idea. This pretty stupid and you're like, damn idea, it, you're man. high. How does this not a good idea? <laughs> How does this not work? Do I need to give you Cheetos? Is that what you idea. need? That's not a good idea. It's a great idea, Steve. It's a great idea. Honestly, like, <laughs> there's a part of me that doesn't want to wait to, like, pitch stuff. I just kind of want to get a camcorder. <laughs> see what we can make and see how stupid it would be like just get together write a, like maybe get one of those like script writing for dummies kind of books and so just here's the study it and then go to town this movie it. is moving a big ass couch in and out of a room but think about think about how funny like the hearts of darkness of the of the movie would be like like apocalypse now was a great movie hearts of darkness was way better because it was the, the the documentary about it right <laughs> so imagine the documentary about the making of uh the deadliest couch <laughs> which should definitely be spelled with a tch at the end c-o-u-t-c-h just so everybody gets the 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 deadliest catch reference you always got to spell it wrong i think it's genius i love, I love this it. sign it up i'm writing it down Thank you.
Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast, the podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society. My name is Will. I am once again your host for this, our second season's 16th episode. Uh, Tiki will not be joining us tonight. He is off at a How to Reverse Your Own Prolapse seminar and buffet this week. Joining me, however... Uh, he often calls his kids the ones mommy didn't swallow. He's Steve. Hello. <laughs> the ones. The ones. <laughs> the, the two that made it. The two that that <laughs> that she was just she. Uh, I think she brushed her teeth <laughs> and didn't want to mess up that minty fresh breath. Uh, I don't know. Minty I don't know. fresh. Maybe. Minty fresh breath. I had two other jokes uh, that I thought about doing. <laughs> That was just the first one on the list. I don't know if I'm going to save these for later or uh yeah, I kind of want to save these for later. Like yeah, to, I don't know that you want uh, you don't want your your kids uh or uh Steph to listen to this episode of the podcast though. <laughs> Maybe. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. <laughs> Max is like queuing it up right now. <laughs> In the future. He's only a couple months old right now, guys. <laughs> He doesn't know what swallow means. Super baby. What? So, yeah, yeah. Super genius baby. Super yeah, he's genius. already tying his uh, his his own uh, shoes at a fourth grade level. It's amazing. <laughs> very, very, very pleased with his uh, with his development. I'm not even tying my shoes at a fourth grade level. <laughs> Velcro all the way, man. Velcro and slip on. Slip on. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you not just like get to that point in your life? I mean, I do me wrong. I tie shoes. Like I have shoes that tie, but. I also own a lot that are just slip on because fuck man, it's just easier. It's yeah. just easier. Yeah. I think I've got two pairs of shoes that tie and one of them is ankle support for like going out and playing airsoft. The other one is just a pair of tennis shoes that are just at the right level of tightness so that I can like like I don't even tie my tennis shoes. Sit on the more. couch without I just them leave falling them, like, off. You leave like, them completely untied? Just loose, like, so I can just slip them on and just walk around <laughs> in them. Because, like, fuck, man, tying shoes is a pain in the ass. I feel like Why should I have to like, do that? Like, so there's a there's a a genre of clothing called athletic leisure wear or athleisure wear. <laughs> athleisure. I feel like it's all just, like, untied sportswear. Like, that's all it is. Like, <laughs> like it's just a pair of, like... $300 tennis shoes that, that just never get tied. Don't, not supposed to be tied, like, yeah. Like, every time you tie them, they automatically untie just, themselves. I just, I as I get older, I don't want to tie shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, man. I do, I do. I think that's why, like, high society shoes are all slip-ons. Like, they're all... <laughs> exactly. They're, they're, you're not, like, that's what that shoehorn was made for, right? So that you can get in and out of that leather uh, foot trap. <laughs> Uh, with with ease. I don't know. I've never been around the hoity-toity. The hoity-toity. The, the the closest I <laughs> the closest I come to the hoity-toity are surgeons, and often the shoes are cheap because they get covered in poop. <laughs> Although I did have one uh, one colorectal surgeon that I swear to God wore like fine Italian loafers into the into the operating room, and I was like, dude, that's just such a waste of fucking money. Like you nobody here is impressed those, by right? that. You're, like... I'm pretty sure that's a little piece of uh, of of James down there on the on the Bougie on the front there. Dickholes, and that that might be some of Martha. <laughs> bougie dickholes. <laughs> that's a that's a bougie dickhole, like just a like a dickhole that reads the New Yorker, like just a penis, <laughs> like looking at a New Yorker and being like, you know what, this has the greatest comics ever. <laughs> yes, bougie fucking also, dickhole. What's that guy's name? Not uh, the gun guy from uh from the Project Runway or whatever. That's that voice that you just did. Oh, right oh. Um, Tim Gunn? Tim, Tim Gunn. Gunn, yeah. Yeah, it, it speaks that way, too. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to. That was not a. That was not supposed to be a His a voice direct... is kind of bougie. I get it now. He does have a bougie <laughs> voice. But, you know, he's a fashion designer from... I, I, isn't he in New York? I think he's in New York. Sure. I don't know. My Why sister-in-law not? would know. My, <laughs> my, my gloriously beautiful sister-in-law would know. Uh, Glorious. Oh, she is. She's wonderful. I... I... <laughs> You know those people that wouldn't you wouldn't be friends with, but you're really glad you're family with? Do you have anybody uh, like that? People that you wouldn't be friends with outside in the real world. Like if you met them on the street or met them 
you know, doing any other thing. I mean, you probably yeah. would never yeah, have developed a friendship with them. Sure. But because of proximity and time, they become family and you're really glad that they are. That's what that's what my sister-in-law is right. to me. Like yeah. I, I her sensibility and my sensibility are very, very far apart. Um, my humor is very much pig wallowing. And while she can, you know, enjoy that from time to time, uh, it isn't always her milieu. Since uh, we're using bougie words, bougie. <laughs> since we're using the bougie, bougie words, episode, <laughs> the bougiest of episodes, <laughs> bougie sode. It's the one without ticky. Huh? <laughs> the one where the the one where the bad movies go away is the one that's going to be uh, it's going to be hoity toity. Instantly elevated, you know. I'm so. saying all I want <laughs> is for this to be high art. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, isn't it though? I'm going to start calling my wife Muffy on this episode. Hmm. <laughs> Muffy was in the veranda the other day and she said, mm, we're out of 14-ply toilet paper. Could you send the servants to get some? And I said, yes, of course, diddums. Diddums. <laughs> uh, just think of Dan Aykroyd from Training Places. It's really not hard to get there, you guys. <laughs> it's really not hard to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, um... Where were we before we digressed? Know. I have like no idea what sister-in-law, what's happened. Tim Gunn, uh, uh... <laughs> talking bougie. I I don't know where we were. We got bougie. It's all it, that matters. It all it it did, and I'm I'm good with it. How are you, my friend? How are you? How are things? Tell me a story. Tell me any good story that you've got. Let I'm me well. know that. I uh, things are good. Things are looking up. Uh, wife's on the mend. Yes. Uh, you know, slowly but surely, she's. Uh, I've noticed that she's starting to put more weight on her on her leg there, on her foot, walking around. Already climbed so, her first 14 so and run her first marathon. You know what that means, right? <gasps> Soon. She can go to the bathroom without help? <laughs> Soon. Soon. I'll get to go play again. Yay! Oh, oh and the fucking crowd rejoiced. Yes. Oh, man. And, and the, the smackdown. I'm going to lay on the candy asses of our play group. <laughs> <laughs> with Magic the Gathering, I don't. I think I'm just gonna go like overboard, you know, strongest deck first off. Just, just, <laughs> just, just laying that big gigantic wiener across our foreheads, huh? Just, you know, because I haven't got to in so long. You haven't I can't got wait to, to tell Mark uh, to read his goddamn cards. Yeah. I can't wait to tell Kyle. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna tell Kyle. But I'm probably gonna blow up his commander he's, or something. He's stupid. gonna forget. He's gonna remember three it seconds after you tell, tell it to him. I can't make, wait to make a deal with Ryan, and then you know go back on said deal. Yeah, yeah, completely <laughs> betray him. Yeah, you got to know when to break the deal. <laughs> I can't wait for you to uh, to mercy flush me. You know, just down, just just <laughs> just just giving me that I'd love MTG to tell you swirly. That I'm not gonna do that. But oh fuck you, dude! I know that. you are. <laughs> Of course you are. Because, yeah, watch me, watch me go out there like and just get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> just get worked. Just get just be worked. like, well, I didn't win a game. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of super out of like, practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been list building. That's an important skill. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Don't worry. We'll also play a little bit of, uh, you know, one of the games that you can just kick the shit out of me and <laughs> eh, we'll see we'll see i'm also very out of practice it's okay. uh it's i mean i think we're gonna get into it next week about elitists and gaming uh mm. and i cert this is something i certainly fall prey to i feel like i need a very specific type of personality to play with to be able to play and enjoy myself and i'm that personality you are one of definitely one of those personalities, Russ. Because was I don't care. One of those personalities, because um, even, even with what I just said about like going and kicking everybody asses, if I were to lose, I really wouldn't care that no, much. No, no, like, you wouldn't. You're 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 a great sport in in actually, oddly enough, for all of your competitive nature, you're a really good sport even when yeah you are beating the shit out, like really beating the shit out of us. Uh, <laughs> you will. I think the last time that you did it, you were like, I'm really sorry, guys. I just, I had to play this deck. This is really, so either you're shining us on and being a complete dick, which, you know, completely in character for you. 
<laughs> I wouldn't put a, it past you. Little column B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see. I've got, I've got two games that I really want to explore, and they're both games that I've. One I gave you an actual introduction to. The other one that I mm. gave you a cursory inter- introduction to. I really want to play those. I've got almost all of the models for Warcaster all painted and ready for going to Warfare Weekend, which I will hopefully be at in uh, a week and a half's time, two weeks' time. Mm. So really looking forward to that. And the other is Marvel Crisis Protocol, which... Like, oh, yeah, that was I mean, fun. I like that's that. so our wheelhouse. It's miniature yeah, gaming. It's comic book. It's so it's tight rule set. They're coming out like the the game designers. Once again, this is another company. And I think that this is informed by the fact that they spun off from Privateer Press, which had a great tradition of having their players or their their developers, their staff all playing the game at the conventions with us like I think I've told the story the very first time that Russ sat down with a player at the national scale. It was with the lead designer of the game, Jason Souls. Oh, Soles. yeah, you, you definitely, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, that is So cool. the, the fact that, that they're that involved with the game, and I think the MCP guy, I think they're, I think they're that involved with the game. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to, to busting that out and, and, and really digging deep on that. So, nice. um, but we're getting into, we're getting into game territory. Getting, it's getting, not game territory ahead. time. Yeah. Getting ahead of ourselves. A little <laughs> ahead of ourselves. And because I like to get no head of myself, work that one out. Yep. <laughs> uh, my name is Will. I'm an alcoholic. My name's Steve. I'm not an alcoholic, but I do believe that the sleeper must awaken. Oh, yeah, boy. That's not or so bright. Quiz X is just a sound a duck makes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> quiz <laughs> Quiz X is just He's the sound a duck makes. It's like there was a there was a flock of ducks outside of Frank Herbert's uh writing <laughs> room. And it was like, You fucking ducks, I will I will come out there with a shot. Quiz 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 X. You know, I I'd like to take credit for that joke. I definitely stole it from Metalocalypse. It's um, one of my favorite Metalocalypse jokes because they're playing Scrabble and he plays Quizax as the sound of ducks makes. And <laughs> it's not even a fucking Z. It's a sideways N, which is one of my favorite things in the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show. I've tried oh, to so turn good. people onto that show. I don't think they get it. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so good. It is. It's so very, very good. So, uh, yeah, Quizax. Quizax that, that Yes, the sleeper must awaken. I mean, that's not gonna. That I don't know how well that's gonna age. Uh, Dune just came out on the twenty third of October in twenty twenty one, and we are recording this on Monday, October the twenty fifth. And Steve watched the movie, and I watched the movie, and I don't think it says a lot of good things about sobriety, since the spice must flow is uh, <laughs> that. That sounds like something that addicts would say. I. I, I really do feel like like somewhere somebody has said, you, you know, heroin, just, man, it's basically just like, it's like I can fold space time, man. Just twist it. Just steal it and twist it as to a sobriety slogan. Yeah. I don't know what it means I as a sobriety slogan. How? But just steal it. It's just how? yours. Just how? You just take it. You just take it. I don't know. It's I, yours now. So the, the <laughs> chant, the, the, the fear is the mind killer chant. Fear is the mind killer. I, I saw a version of that where it, they replaced the word fear with beer. And that works. <laughs> that does work. All Beer right, is the go. mind killer. Beer brings. Uh, oh man, I can't believe I forgot it. Beer is the mind killer. Uh, yeah. Beer is I the little death that brings uh, total <laughs> obliteration. Uh, something about I, I will face my beer. I will let it pass through me, and when it is gone, I shall turn the inner eye, and there shall be nothing. Only I will remain. Uh, I actually kind of like that as a as a slogan for for sobriety. <laughs> I, I really really killer. do. So this weekend, I was up in the mountains with my wife's family, and I think I've said it before, and I'll say it again because I, I think that it bears repeating, and it, it's something that that's important that that I continue to have uh, be a part of any narrative with this kind of thing. I have had a what you could consider a borderline rough upbringing and part some of that is my fault um and i'll take responsibility for that some of it is how i was raised and 
for that, I don't know if that's something that there will ever be closure for. But when I see what I kind of consider to be healthier families than me around me, I get a lot of anxiety. Well, this last weekend, I was in the mountains with my wife's uh, extended family. And they are all wonderful, warm, kind, caring people, which always sets off alarm bells in my head. <laughs> that's that's un- an unfortunate reality, but it's, it, it's just who and how I am. So, How dare you try to love me? Yeah. Oh, man, kind of, right? I mean, so I have my first appointment with the therapist this coming Wednesday, and I'm really looking forward to it because hopefully I can finally get, like, some insight into uh, some of these issues. Like, I've got a – Tuesday night I'm going to sit down and just start writing and see how far I can get in, you know, 30, 45 minutes worth of time of just a list and litany of things that – I should probably bring up and 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 probably uh, get some outside thoughts and advice on. <laughs> so, anyways, um, they are all normal, and by normal I mean they are not into geek properties. The closest it comes is I have uh, one of my step or not step one of my my cousin in laws. I guess we could call him. Uh, he has enough of a I'll try it kind of attitude that. When I introduce a game to him, he's at least willing to, you know, give it a go. So we played uh, a game called Undaunted, which is a World War II uh, strategy board game slash deck builder game. That ha- it's from Osprey Publishing, and it's got it's it won a couple of uh, I think Ennies or some other gaming award for for design. It's an excellent game. It's a lot of fun. I told Steve in the preamble that. Uh, it was easy enough to teach people quickly within like 20 minutes, but it had enough depth of playability that uh, you could really dive into it. And, and, and it wasn't tic-tac-toe, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not it's go a little more complex than that. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like the ancient game of go, but it's also not tic-tac-toe, you know? Uh, so, so really great game. Anyways, um, I was up there and, uh, yep. Uh, they, they don't get me to the extent that like family that I would have chosen would get me and that's okay. Hmm. Um, you know, different strokes for different. I think that people that love football are dum-dums for the most part. Like what a stupid fucking game. Football's I, great. No, it's awful. It's terrible. And the only You're thing awful. that saves you right now, ouch, <laughs> there's the, there's the affirmation I needed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like football, <laughs> you're you're awful. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> feels feels like feels like home. Feels good. <laughs> so um, so they you know they they asked before before the trip because they know about what's what um the the alcoholism they know about what's going on with me. They asked, hey, are you okay if uh if other people are you know enjoying wine? And I was like, yeah, you know, I need to adapt to other people. Other people shouldn't adapt to me. That's not fair. Have it's you ever thought about just being obnoxious every now and again? I have like, thought about it, but <laughs> Just I, being like, no, you don't really care, but you just want to make them like Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just want them to. So, so you're drinking, huh? Like right in front of me, huh? Okay. Okay. Just guilted. Just That's interesting. The hell out of here's the fucking thing. It would work, too. Like, I would be... <laughs> I mean, I guess if I ever need to, like, not have to go to one of these things, I could pull that out. <laughs> but that would be the reason that I'm doing it. And unfortunately now, the uh, the all, all 14 of li- our listeners uh, now know. So um. yeah. You're going to use <laughs> yeah. it the next time that, like, you know, the, all, uh, all the, everybody wants to play a game or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, a family function, and you'd be like, oh, I just don't think I could go. We're going to get together for Thanksgiving. Really? I Are just... you guys going to be drinking again? Because the last time, man, that was really rough on me. <laughs> Uh, just a way to get out of things. Love it. So, um, so yeah, they, you know, there was wine and there was, and I was obviously in a, a, what, uh, what military intelligence would consider a stress position. Um, didn't get much of the way of sleep because the, the beds are, I, I have a very specific bed sleep pattern number? that I need. No, not, not, not even <laughs> sleep number. 
I just need I need space and I need a I need a body pillow and it needs to not be too soft a bed and I'm usually okay but if I don't have one of those three things I'm not getting sleep and I didn't have space and I didn't have a body pillow so I really didn't get very much I I think I got you know maybe maybe a total of like three four hours a night which my dad would have said that's all you need boy and uh, I would have said to him I don't this is why I'm 5'10 and not 6'3". Yeah, I need like 10 hours of sleep. That is not enough. Yeah, right? I mean, fuck. I'm currently only getting like seven. And <laughs> so. Not yeah, enough. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. I mean, probably enough, but not enough. Not enough to feel enough. like a human. Yeah. Uh, not enough to feel like I don't have to like slam three monster energy drinks first thing in the morning, which I know is doing irreparable damage to my, uh, to my kidneys, liver, spleen, and left elbow. <laughs> Weird. Weirdly specific, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You're a you're a cancerous elbow, aren't you, buddy? Yeah. So, uh, I didn't drink. I didn't sneak. There wasn't one. There wasn't much of an opportunity for me to sneak. I was either surrounded by the children or by you know people that that want to be a part of my life. How dare they? Um, <clears throat> so I didn't. But I'd, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to. But uh, the sobriety, the streak remains intact. We're still, we're still coming up on uh, two years in mm. December. December fifteenth will be at my two-year anniversary. So um, I don't know if we're gonna celebrate that or not. Uh, I feel like we should. I feel like the podcast should do something. Maybe just get together and have a board game and cigar night, like we I wanted to do for my for yeah. my birthday, but weren't postpone, able to postpone yeah postpone 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 so um so yeah that was uh that was the check-in you have any do you have mental health checking you'd like to do uh no i think i'm yeah i'm all right you know uh okay with the fine state of work yes yes i'm okay with the fine state of work that's that's i guess the closest i'll come is that uh work is just fine um that's my epiphany about it uh i i realize it is such a simple job that i'm not going to have very many good days yeah which is fine and also not very many bad days to which is why i won't have the good days is what really occurred to me is that you know that's how you know you have the good days is because you had the bad days yeah uh this job is very little contrast and that's okay i'm okay with it it's weird but i'm okay with it (laughs) (laughs) that's good man that's good i mean i i still think that this job for you is sort of holding pattern for now. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to ride your coattails pretty hard, so <laughs> I need you. <laughs> well, I I've, to get your shit in gear. <laughs> I've got I've got ideas. I've got ideas, and and uh, you're certainly a great collaborator. Uh, I'm happy to happy to be doing this uh, the show with you. Uh, I'm happy to be doing the show with uh, with Tiki too. Uh, so please yeah. don't think that I'm that I'm you know. <laughs> Tiki's just Tiki literally is just trying to push the the any from Audi back to any this weekend. That's it. He's just he's completely prolapsed. Uh, and uh, the seminar said uh, they'd be able to to reduce that thing in. Uh, I mean, fourteen easy. Uh, I know whenever I have a huge medical issue, I'm like seminar. That's yeah. the way to go. Well, it's either seminar or <laughs> YouTube fix videos, it. and uh, he wanted a more uh, immersive experience. How than can just a this YouTube pyramid video. scheme work for this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Multi-level marketing, you a hole. <laughs> Bougie. Bougie. <laughs> That's awesome. So mm. yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we got plans. We got we got thoughts and ideas and plans. So, um, world domination, sir. World dom, world sober world domination. Sober world domination. Uh, Either that or just to get sued by you know, uh, what's it, uh, Scott Penn Pelt? <laughs> who? The sports guy. Scott Van Pelt. It's Van Pelt, right? Isn't it? Uh, uh, I, I, uh, you shorten the the save versus thing? poison to svp and i'm pretty sure that that's already his thing <laughs> scott van Pels. Uh just hold on here it's sco what if i spelled it right uh, did, did he trademark it if he trademarked it it's we 100 percent. Be... you're ve- very much gonna get sued eventually oh no that's not great <laughs> yeah host of svp <laughs> oh no <laughs> so my my hope is that we All get right. big enough to get noticed to get sued I think uh, I think I think we'll just have to call it the SVP then. 
then. There you go. Yeah, just, we'll just you know. we'll just attack a V at the beginning of it. Here's the thing, though: we're not getting a lot of foot traffic. No, no, no. I understand. <laughs> so that. I don't it's think like, that like we're riding goal. his coattails. We're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Soon, soon. <laughs> but one day he's gonna be like, "You guys got to cut it the fuck out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if or we get what if he's by a, him? What I'll if be he? Happy. What if he believes in us? That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Like if he's just like, "I like what you guys are doing." Still suing you. Still. <laughs> Fucking suing you. Yeah. Still cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> cease and desist. Not the content, just the name. Also, just the I name. want that eleven dollars and eighty cents that you guys have made. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even cash that out yet. You realize, like, like we can't get that out of the account. Hey, I'm not even entitled to it. Is no, what I've been no, told. So. No, I have, we haven't monetized any of those uh, of the episodes you've been a part of. Yeah, so I, so. I, I don't know. How we're gonna do that. I don't give a forward. shit what you do with that eleven dollars. <laughs> That doesn't make like how am I supposed to torment you with my eleven dollars and eighty cents then? Like, I don't know. I was gonna you buy a person who's not okay with just being fine. <laughs> and there and there it is, everybody. And just just be is. fine, being fine. Just you know. So you gotta just. <laughs> this week's conversation, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, so I I I have a couple of friends who. Um, who are problematic drinkers. And not too long ago, I was around one of them while they were problematically drinking. And what came to mind was I wasn't judgmental of this person. I was jealous and angry at this person because they got to indulge in their habit and I do not. And... Squaring that uh, has been, I mean, not like a monumental task, because once I was out of the situation that uh, that I was in, the, the social situation, you know, I moved past it and every, everything was basically okay. But I know that I'm going to have interactions with this person again. I know they're going to, you know, continue to to exhibit that sort of behavior moving forward. And I don't, I'm not... This is one of those things where I feel a little bit caught between um, what I think I should do and what is prudent to do, like what's pragmatic to do. Like, I think that that a confrontation is potentially in the offing, but Mm. I also know that addicts don't respond to confrontation they might respond to information like like if somebody were to have come up to me and tried to like throw an intervention in my face that might have worked on me but i know at least one other alcoholic who it didn't work and they ended up killing themselves mm. cuz they just couldn't get it under control i think it might have worked for me i think that i have uh enough of a sense of the importance of the relationships that i have with the type of people that would have confronted me that um that I think I think I would have been okay with an intervention luckily it didn't get to that stage like I didn't I I mean luckily I don't know maybe uh yeah you can you can go into the the how fours and why twos and wither ofs uh all day long I I got sober when I got sober it's a good thing that I did would it have been better if I it had happened earlier yeah absolutely of course it would have I would have saved myself a lot of pain my wife a lot of pain and probably a whole bunch of people at least some embarrassment uh (laughs) for when i you know acted very very poorly while i was drunk um so i yeah like there it's 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 frustrating because i i know all this is going to happen again and i don't know how the person would react to anything other than potentially living vicariously through other people that are in recovery and maybe seeing the problematic part of their habits and then mm. eventually waking up to it. But that's the only thing that I can think would, would bring them around because I, I just don't think that, that for the, for the most part, I don't think that interventions work that well or even that way. I think that I think addicts have to make the decision to be sober and they have to they have to follow through with it. So, um so yeah, I I, I mean, I, I don't know where I'm gonna get closure on this, uh because it is frustrating 
to be like if somebody told you guys you could never listen to Steve and I and Tiki ever again. And then they went and listened to Steve and I and Tiki. How crushed would you all be? The answer is a little. Sort of? Kind of. <laughs> mostly a bit. You'd be inconsolable for about mostly 10 five? minutes. <laughs> then you'd just go listen to, uh, you know, some kind of a true crime podcast. I didn't know those were that fucking uh, yeah, why popular. Are that why are those so popular? I, all my podcasts are like food. <laughs> just, Shout out to to Hot Dog is not a not a sandwich podcast. Hot Dog is not a listen sandwich podcast. Listen to them. Podcast. They're good. If you're not going to listen to us, the best podcast there is, listen to Hot Dog <clears> is not a sandwich. We really are a great podcast, I'll tell you. <laughs> Damn fine podcast, everybody. Damn. So, um, yeah, recognize if if you're out there and you're in recovery and you're struggling because you're getting jealous or you're frustrated that other people are allowed to drink and you're not, please recognize. There's there's at least one more of you out there, and all you can do is just tend your own fucking garden. Because that negative energy that we could potentially waste on being frustrated and angry at somebody else because we have uh, a weakness for the spirits is it's it's not gonna get it's. <laughs> It's a rocking horse. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a rocking horse, right? It gives us something to do, but doesn't get us anywhere. Thank you, Van <laughs> Wilder. So, yeah, yeah. Steve, any thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, I. It's it's completely relatable. I mean, it, this a lot in a lot of ways is kind of what we were talking about. Not too long ago, right? With the frustration at frustration. Yeah, yeah. It it really dovetails with that. Like, it's being mad that that you can't, you know, to can't do that, and and, and but understanding that that you can't do that, you know, yeah. like, um, man, I got a story that I, I just not really <laughs> way to bring it up if you're not gonna share it. Uh, <laughs> but it 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 reminds me of a different situation that, like I said, I'm not gonna talk about right now. But sure, uh, sure. Um. Yeah, I've been there. I've I've been a, annoyed or, or or jealous, I guess. Like jealous, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Of of something that yeah, that to a degree you have no control over, right? Like you don't yeah. you can't control that person, you can't control that, you know. Um can't control how just, you feel about it, you can only control what yeah, you do with it. You can that only feeling. control what you do with it, yeah. And yeah. and I don't know. I guess you either get over it or, or you don't. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna. You can't make gonna. me grow. <laughs> there will be no growth as a person on here. Dick fart jokes. Dick, dick, dick. Fart, fart. <laughs> Bougie <farts>. penises. <laughs> Bougie. Yeah. So no, I, I get it, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's good checking. That's uh, that's good sobriety uh, uh, chat. And uh, what are you playing? Playing anything? I'm playing nothing. Nothing. <laughs> No, I, I didn't get... Uh, bad gamer. You're a bad gamer. You I know. Yeah, flawed. I actually didn't get... Actually, no, I take that back. Since our last conversation, uh, I did re-download Apotheon, and I, I played Apotheon. like maybe maybe half an hour, 45 minutes or so of that. I got past like the first Alaria. Um, it's a challenging game. Vastas I kind of that. I Apotheon. Like, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. That's out. right. It's the... Uh... It's the Metroidvania that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Greek-inspired. Greek. It's like the Greek pottery yeah. kind of that's uh, cool. art style. I really like the, the way it looks. It's very simple, but... Um, I can't look at it without thinking of uh, the opening sequences from Hercules. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hercules! Exactly yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I don't know, you know, um, didn't get a whole lot outside of that. I, I only got to play it for, like I said, maybe 45 at most. Um, it's kind of busy otherwise, but that was fun. Well, it's good that you got something in, at least. Yeah. I, I know. I'm glad to hear that stuff's on the mend and that maybe you'll get a little bit of, uh, We're a getting little bit of hobby time back to yourself, this, which is good. So, um, so yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Um, I, what have I been playing? Uh, a lot of Witcher 3 uh in in the spare times that's a that's an immersive and great game uh i feel like you know it's funny i feel like it's everything that i always wanted every single assassin's creed game to be 
minus <laughs> just the parkour shit, which you know I like the the movement mechanics of the of the Assassin's Creed games for the most part. Um, but like I I always wanted to have just, like some free form magic kind of a thing. Like I never uh, understood jumping off towers all that much from those games. Like okay, it's cool I guess, but. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't break his uh, neck even the one time. Yeah, even you're the one. Fine okay. Every sure. Time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember someone coming to my uh to my school when I was in high school like ninth or 10th grade and they they took a melon and put it in a bike helmet and then took it up like a 6 foot ladder and then just dropped it from a height of like 8 feet and the melon just burst and I'm like so if if a melon in a helmet but a dude into a hay bale. I feel like there's the magic. Found it. There you go. There it, was it is. Magic all along. How do I disappear in a crowd? It was the full friendships we made. It was the friendship people. we made. Yeah, stabbing them in the butt. Stabbing them right in the back of the face. Yeah, right in the back of the face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bypassed their their whole head and just right through the back of the face. Yep. Ow. It what a unpleasant. sharp knife you've got. <laughs> so uh, a lot of Witcher 3. Um, I've cooled off on Hell at Loose, which actually kind of a little bit bummed by that. And, like, I love that game. I, I, Did you get any get back into it. Uh, streaming in? Uh, I got a little bit of streaming on New World with uh, one of the hosts from the 1H1D podcast, One Hour, One Decision podcast, uh, Chris, who is really just a, a warm, funny dude who I, I really enjoyed hanging out with. Um, and he and I might have a a project coming up sometime in the near future. Would be kind of cool, but I'm not at liberty to talk about that just yet. Way uh, to tease it. Yeah, a little bit of tease. Well, you know, gotta leave him. Gotta leave him yeah, wanting exactly. to, you know, not care about this uh, podcast quite as much as all uh, ten as of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just gonna go yeah. join that other podcast. They're like, what's that? Us. I bet it's better <laughs> if there's a new guy on there. Maybe we just get rid of Will altogether. Wouldn't that be great? I'm Tim Gunn. <laughs> Just throw. I just threw it in there. I, I, I'll feed us thing <laughs> randomly. I love it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Played. Played some New World with him, and. Uh. I'm still. My jury is still out on New World. I know almost every one of the flaws, for that game. If not personally, then, um, via. So I. I. My favorite reviewer for games is a guy named Upper Echelon Gaming. He has a, a YouTube channel. And I think that he's got some of the most even-handed, in-depth video game reviews I've ever seen. So if there's a game that is critically lauded but is story-heavy and gameplay light, he'll go into that. And that's okay. You know, he'll point out the story is amazing, the gameplay is okay. It's not that great. However, it's still worth purchasing because of the experience of the gameplay or the, uh, the, the story itself, like that kind of thing. He, he took a look at New World and said that he really enjoyed playing through the leveling process, but that there were just a mountain of problems. And oftentimes, MMOs have these problems, and that's not surprising. But for Amazon to push something out probably a year and a half before it was ready was a big, gigantic blunder because Amazon, of all the things that it has at its disposal, massive amounts of resources and time. You could have shipped a almost flawless game if you'd really hmm. just taken the time. And because there, that's there just are every game lately. It feels like like that's all you you hear the same thing over and over. I mean the AAA ones, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's but just, it's so disheartening. It it certainly can be, but there's 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 there are gems out there. I mean, we talked a little bit about hidden gems. There's, I mean, they're not even hidden. Uh, some of the time, like. Um, the, the next game that I was going to talk about. So, uh, shout out to Chris, uh, from the one hour, one decision podcast. That guy's awesome. I'm looking forward to streaming and, uh, and working with him hopefully in the future. Um, and if not, you know, I made a friend along the way and that's, what's important, right, Steve? The magic was the friends you made along the way, <laughs> stabbing exactly right. them in the face. <laughs> stabbing them in the back of the face. You said back of the face. Oh, right? sorry. Not back the front of the face. Of the... Yeah. When you stab the a back's man, more bougie. you don't look him in the eye. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I also downloaded Rift Break, the Rift Breakers today, and I'm playing through that. And it's kind of a combination of base builder, tower defense, and action role-playing game. 
and uh, I, I played about mm, 40 minutes of that, and so far I'm liking the gameplay, so I'm looking forward to that. On top of all of that, this is something that's uh, kind of in Stephen, both Stephen I's wheelhouse. The update for War Machine and Hordes dropped this morning, so check your war rooms, all you War Machine and Hordes players out there. I need um, to check that. That, uh, that dropped, and uh, it's opened up quite a few list builds that I'm really, really excited to to put on the table. Uh, this is the first time that I've been kind of excited to, to, to think about War Machine in a while. Like, I would love to have gotten together and played it, but this is the first time I've been excited to think about it because there, there's a very distinct uh, separation between the thinking of the game and playing the game. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's that's what's been up with me. Steve, nice. you excited for the point changes? They, they, your legion, your your. I didn't get to look at them. Crucible, uh, like I said, it was kind of busy. Um, but yeah, you you said that there were some coming, so absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for some point changes. Like it's anything that allows me to play more <laughs> more models. Right? Yeah, like, and it really really does. So uh, what I would do is go check out your old armies first, and see how much they drop because I know that I they were all probably like seventy five point armies. Well, you know, and to this day, I still need a second Hellmouth. Um, they're hard to find. Yeah, man, they just stop making things. It feels like <laughs> it's hard, man. I mean, you know, I know that there. there I know there's been some controversy with uh, with how they've run their business in the last uh, couple of years, and they're trying to move more production in house because their uh, production lines in China. I think fell through for some reason. I'm not. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, at least, the, and please recognize this as hearsay and and at best third hand. Uh, <laughs> so so all of this could be absolutely incorrect. And and I I you know proviso that right on there. But yeah, it's 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 hard to find stuff. Um, it's hard to find stuff. I I was able to sell off the Crucible Guard that I had. Uh, for I think sixty percent of list value, but all of it except for one model was still new in box <laughs> and sealed. So I like it was it was underneath what you would pay for it if you bought it all together at a at one of the big you know discount games or miniature market or something like that. One of the larger uh, internet re- retailers. But so somebody got real lucky, is what you're saying. Uh, I, you know, he got real, he, he was really happy to get, you know, a a big gigantic army for like 500 bucks. And I was happy to just have a little bit more space in my basement for me to put (laughs) other stuff into that. Uh, You know, I have slowed down the amount of stuff that I'm buying. Uh, Warcaster was kind of the last thing that I, that I really put any, any money into. Um, and of course now I'm like terrified that that's going to go the way of the Dodo as well. Because it's Privateer Press again, and and you, you, just, you fucking you never know. I mean, their Kickstarter campaigns continue to be very very popular, but I don't know how long that's gonna last. Um, there 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 are definitely problems at at home base, uh, <laughs> I think. But you know, the models are great. Companies are coming out with new agno- model agnostic rules for games all the time, so I don't think that I'm going to have problem figuring out ways to play with my little doll men uh even if the the original rules go you know sort of tits up so um mm, that's fair so yeah yeah i don't know i i love the models i love playing the game uh, i love playing the game with my friend steve same so hopefully hopefully that guy will get out of uh medical prison medical prison his wife is the <laughs> warden she keeps making him make her that's, feud that's not it's not fair at all that poor beautiful blessed woman uh steph if you ever listen to this you're the best part of steve (laughs) and i i we barely ever talked still the best part of steve probably yeah yeah, 100 (laughs) percent. so uh let's talk about edh let's talk about some commander this is this is i mean this is your fucking wheelhouse man this is definitely is yeah it's uh like i think when i first came on i think said this probably the game as far as like the the Outside of video game, this is the nerd game that I play the most. Um, yup, is some uh, Magic: The Gathering, but specifically EDH Commander. 
Um, so yeah, I guess I just, the, the first question that I have is why EDH? Why not standard or one of the other legacy formats or modern or popper? Why, why EDH specifically? What well, draws you to this version of the game? Which I'm glad you asked, sir. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I think... I think the EDH uh, commander, if you will, is is to me the most accessible from a from a from a place of I just want to get together with my friends and play some games. Um, standard or, or really any of those competitive formats, you know, standard, legacy, uh, modern, those all tend to be very very competitive driven. Um, it, it's it's. Well, for one, it's a money sink. Not that Commander's not, but um, you're always sort of chasing to be, you know, that top-tier deck. Uh, I've personally always felt that Commander didn't have that, didn't have that problem. You know, you could play, you, you could go out and buy those, those pre-constructed decks, uh, henceforth known as pre-cons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Which I have. I think I've got three or four exactly. of those decks. And I'm, I, I've had meaningful, fun games with them. Exactly. I where think I've, you where still I've won. sit down and, and enjoy a game with those, not having to max out the power level. Um, don't get me wrong. There, there is a competitive commander scene. Um, personally, I don't take part part in that. Um, I, I think two of my friends have dipped a toe. Um, I know I know Ryan. Um, I want to say my buddy Austin has, at least he has intentions to. I don't know if he's ever actually gotten to. Mm -hmm. Is this um, one of the guys that you work with? I used to work with him. Um, used to work with us. Okay. Yeah, I, I, he's one of the ones that I, I you know, um, gave a free taste to, and he yeah. got totally sucked in, <laughs> and he got he got obsessed. He uh, then took it to his family. I think his, I think he got his wife to play, as well as his brother and sister in law. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Spreading this thing like a virus. How fucking lucky is that guy to have that many people that are that oh, I know. willing I was... to be addicted to a game? Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it's funny too because he got super addicted. I don't know that I don't know that those other people got as addicted as he did. <laughs> I think he sure. definitely I feel like I had some conversations with him where he was like, Yeah, trying to get him to play is tough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, awesome. But yeah, I think that's what's great about the Commander game is it's because the, it is a multiplayer format. Um, it allows for more interactions mm -hmm. instead of just the one-on-one -on -one that um, a lot of the other formats are standard, whatnot. Um, a lot of those competitive formats are are just uh, limited in that sense. You know, sure. you don't have have the the diversity of the games. Um, you at its core with those games, um, th those are sixty card decks is what you usually play for for a lot of those those type of, of uh, standard and, mm -hmm. and modern and all those legacy versus uh, commander. And I think I, I want to say popper actually is the same way. Um, they're both a uh, hundred card singleton decks. So again, you get that diversity in there. Um, uh, just uh, access to a lot of different um, cards, I guess a lot of different decks, a lot of uh, possible synergies. In... Exactly. You're not locked into, just one, you know, one thing. What's winning at the time, which is what I think happens a lot of the time in in those other formats. Um, sure, sure. You play, you know, the blue white, um, the blue white deck that you know everybody's playing. It's it's the same, you know, same thing. And I think that's why you get a lot of different banned things and stuff like that in those formats. Whereas with Commander, we have the entirety of the library of previous cards that. Yeah. We can with with very few exceptions. How many banned cards are there? Like less than fifty. Oh God, I've never actually. I don't think it's that many. It's not that many, but I've I've never total total it up. So that's a, that's that's actually a topic for another podcast. I wanted to bring up one of these times is is my thoughts on banned lists and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I love about it. You know, I, I like I like getting together and playing with the friends and, and and just those interactions. I think that that makes for a more diverse game. I think it yeah. makes for um, a lot of silly, silly things that happen, you know. Um, like I said, Mark not reading his cards, you know, and making fun of him for that, or <laughs> you know, or or just the the little deals that you make of you know. For Kyle a being hey, high as a kite while Kyle he's trying being, to yeah, like exactly. figure out a six card synergy to to blow something off, and then like 
you know, as soon as the game's over, going, oh, I remember how to do that. Oh, I should have done, <laughs> done this. I should have played it this way. Yeah, you should have not been high, so you could have played it well, this way. <laughs> yeah, but, like, he's got a big, gigantic, goofy smile on his he does. face he's the entire fun. time. And he's having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the other thing that I like about Commander. I feel like it, it brings that fun element more. I, I don't – I've never felt as pressured to win – in Commander, as I have, you know, when I was playing Standard, where, where you know... Yeah. Like I said, when you're playing Standard, it's because it's one-on-one, it's so much more about, I have to win. Um, and it's it's almost a complete and utter insult to your intellect and therefore ego if you don't win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't know. I Like, when I back when I was playing Standard... Uh, I, one of my favorite little ridiculous stories is I went to this little, it wasn't even a real tournament. It was it was a pre um, pre release tournament, I think, if I remember right. It might have been mm-hmm. a game date. It's neither here nor there. Anyways, I had some dude who wanted to fight me over magic, like Fuck over sake. Magic the Gathering. Uh, there was a miscommunication because it started off like there was banter, uh, which I love. I love being able to talk. I yeah. love being able to you know use that side of the game. Um. And so there was just banter back and forth, and I thought we were both on the same page and just kind of joking with each other. Yeah. Turns out we were not. We were definitely having two different conversations. Um, in the end, I, I think I mentioned something about like, "Hey, man, uh, good luck with the rest of your games." I said, and I was like, "And get and don't forget to get that land fixed because um, his mana base was all messed up throughout the whole yeah. game." And he goes, <laughs> "You know what? Uh, one of these days, your mouth's gonna get you punched by somebody like me." It's like, you're a real asshole sometimes. <laughs> I go, yeah, but it's really my best feature. It's not. <laughs> One day, somebody like me is going to kick kick your ass. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Clearly, we're having two different conversations. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just, that's not cool. That's not fun. I don't want to ever have those interactions. It, to me, I want to have fun playing this game. And yeah. um, doing that at a kitchen table with, you know, five of my friends, whatever, I think is the the most pure form of Magic the Gathering. It's the most pure form form of a game, right? Like, well, isn't cause... that what it's supposed to be about? I, I'm not trying to go in there and and be world champion here. I'm trying to get in there and play. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we're all 14 year olds again, playing uh, against the demigorgon. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, you know, we're all we're all just we're all just trying to recapture a little bit of the magic from from our childhoods that uh that we loved so much and sometimes sometimes it works out sometimes it works out very very well in point of fact and i think that one of the things that kept me interested enough to play like i like the collecting aspect quite a bit that's always oh, yes, fun yes. you know i i, I collect packs. miniatures and <laughs> models and opening packs is a lot of fun like it scratches my gambling itch quite mm-hmm. a bit uh cuz I, I don't I don't like playing games for the most part where there's no skill involved. I think craps is about the closest that I come to anything like that, and that's like a one percent house edge advantage. So the the likelihood that I'm going to lose money over the long term is obviously one hundred percent I will lose money over the long term. But I can lose it at a slow measured pace and you know, I haven't played craps since I stopped drinking, so I don't know if that'll figure into it at all because then I could at least justify it to myself. You're that sober I, that now I, and you understand what you're with, what's going on. You're more, like, this is, more this just, is a terrible game. Like if I'm ordering Grey Goose doubles on ice at the Aria, they're going to bring them to me. They might, I mean, they might not be Grey Goose for all I fucking know after it's like not, the second yeah. or third one. That's Always possible. Order a bottle. But uh, the, the point being, I could justify to myself, yeah, I lost 500 bucks, but I drank like three grand worth of booze, so it's okay, <laughs> right? Um, I beat them. Yeah, I beat them. So I, I, I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> at all, <laughs> at all, uh, uh, all gambly. Um, but uh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. Veered down mm, a Las Vegas tangent. Gambling's great. Uh, I I I do enjoy. It. Oh yeah, the the opening opening packs. But yeah, so for uh, I I do love opening packs, and um, that really does scratch that itch. Yeah. Uh, I play poker, and I've, we've talked quite a bit about how I enjoy playing poker. But poker is an individual game where you're playing against 
my favorite way to think of it is to play against the field. Like, I'm not playing against the other players necessarily. I'm playing the course. And the course will give me what it's going to give me. And the, the other players are all just features on that course. They change, you know, from time to time. But I'm playing against the course. Yeah. But it's a very solitary experience for the most part. Even when you're jockeying around and goofing off with the other players, there are times to do that. There's times not. Whereas when we're playing Magic the Gathering, when we're playing Commander, everybody's giving everybody shit almost simultaneously. And that's so gloriously fun and so, like, friendship-affirming. Like, I, I had... Almost yeah, no exactly. problem sliding. I think that is the best way. Yeah. Yeah, I had almost no problem sliding right into your group of gamers, and they That's were you I know like yours. Uh, I had almost no problem sliding right into that and having just an absolutely fantastic time with all of them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know we get into stuff like, um, hey, huh, Chris. From the uh, One Hour, One Decision podcast, just asked how my trip was. He knew I was a little bit, uh, had a little anxiety. Thanks for checking in, Chris. I appreciate that. <laughs> when you get the text back, you'll know uh, that uh, you, were, you were a guest on the show and didn't even know it yet. So, um, oh, fuck me. I lost it again. I don't know. Uh, oh, um, Commander's fun. Uh. <laughs> that that's it's all very true uh you know the so the playing itself the list building the thinking about stuff like i did build my own deck it i don't know that it's necessarily oh. competitive but i built it which um, is actually been meaning to tell you speaking on, on a total minor tangent here and sure no running long but um been meaning to tell you that the uh current blue black precon i think would be right up your alley it's zombies um i can't like remember zombies. the name of it said commander but i think it'd be a lot of fun for you um and I know you have designs on building Omnath, and you should 100% do that, but you should also build this guy. Okay, yeah. Um, I think you should pick it up. I think it'd be, yeah. Like I said, I think it's a, a, a fun way to play zombies. It's something different. Yeah. I got uh, got Omnath, uh, Locus of Mana? Locus or of Origin mana. of Mana. I don't remember. There's there's two versions there's like, of them. There's four versions of Omnath. There's at least two versions of Omnath. Uh, but I have one of them, and I got them for, I think, I think it was like $12 up at... Heart of Gold Games in Longmont. So if you're in the Longmont area or in the um, Boulder Broomfield area and you're looking for another good game store, Mike at uh, Heart of Gold Games is fantastic. Tell him that Will from the Save vs. Poison podcast sent you there. It will get you no discount. not know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Nothing will change. <laughs> Nothing will change, but uh, it's, it's fun, to, it's fun to, to pimp your friends, right? <laughs> that was fun. That yeah. was a fun commander could talk. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to do it again. So if you're out there and you're in, you're thinking about picking up Magic the Gathering, but you are intimidated or worried, um, if you're in the Denver area, you know, drop us a line. We, we're, we're Absolutely. You know, Always willing to, to play with new players. Our, our play group has, has players' levels or skill levels of every everyone. I mean, we've got brand new players. we got, you know, inebriated players. Yep, <laughs> very have, deeply inebriated. Uh, <laughs> Funny and, and, and very almost cuddleable. Yeah. inebriated players we have um some some serious players that can that can players. really throw down and then we've got yeah. uh we've got uh, a couple of uh uh middling players who have wonderful also, personalities if you are and thinking about silky, getting into magic silky, the smooth voices steve you're, you're ruining for me Damn. i know but if you're trying to think <laughs> i just thought about this though if you are thinking about getting into magic the gathering the best thing i could recommend by far even though it's not commander centric is um arena which is the the mobile online online is yeah yeah online? yeah so I guess it is you online. can get it's it on it pc it's on yeah. uh ipad and android um yeah it is yeah the best way to teach you magic like the basics of the game and then it is get a good into, way. then from there don't worry about it and get get in commander once you have the basics yeah it, it is a good way and i've heard that they're expand they're expanding into brawl i think is yeah what I heard. brawls um, and from Brawl, I'm hoping <laughs> like, that they move to EDH because EDH is, is one of the most popular formats. It is Brawl is their their attempt to turn Commander into a standard format. Yeah, which, which is, meh. yeah, just rah, just rah. just support EDH, guys. Just get on exactly. it, Wizards. It's not like you can't make money off but of it. Honestly, they really have. They tried to do Brawl for like they tried to make Brawl one thing, and then 
honestly, I don't think they've supported it since yeah. since like every everything else has been commander centric. So yeah, yeah, EDH centric. So so all right. On um, that note, we've I, gone really long. I feel like uh hour and a half, about an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah. All um, right. So I, I'm more than happy to call that a podcast. This, I think, was a great episode. Uh, sorry to have missed Tiki. Um, we both saw Dune. We both loved it. Go see that movie it because great. it's a good watch movie, Dune. okay? Don't watch a shitty movie this week. Watch a good movie <laughs> this week. Watch a good week. movie. Don't let, don't let Tiki's uh, wackadoodly-do-ness... Uh, if, you, if you feel the need to watch a shitty movie, watch the old Dune. <laughs> the David Lynch Dune. Go ahead. I mean, you watch the David Do Lynch it. Dune. It's not Do shitty. It. I like it. And it it paved but the way for a lot of great things. But it's not as good as this It's this still new one's it's, good, dude. What what was its competition? Flash fucking Gordon. I mean, that movie was brought into the mainstream because it was so bad, and Queen did the the music for Flash, it. Flash, ah, he'll save every one of us. Ah. <laughs> All right, I gotta get out of Pierce here, man. Brosnan was on that. Sign us off. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, like every episode of the Save vs. Poison podcast, we shout out to our mutual support groups. We hope you turn to in your time of need. Alcoholics Anonymous, AA.org, 212-870-3400, Moderation Management, Moderation.org, 212-871-0974, Secular AA, SOS Sobriety.org, 323-693-1633, Smart Recovery, SmartRecovery.org, 440-951-5357, Women for Sobriety, WomenForSobriety.org, 215-536-8026. You can find us on Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter, at underscore versus, or sorry, at Versus underscore save on Twitter. Find us. There's a link tree. There's blah, blah, blah. Steve's sleeping. He's got to go to bed now, everybody. Actually, I got a baby crying. I got to go take care of that. From all of us here at the Save Versus Poison podcast, I'm Will. I'm Steve. And we wish you warm, creamy regards. Good night, everybody. Good night. Don't be bougie. <laughs> oh, I guess I won't. Then. I'm so bougie. <laughs> <laughs>